0: Welcome to another episode of the Michael Like Stuff podcast. So glad that you are tuning in to join me again today. Joel and I talked about Survivor 41, episode 4 last night, so you're definitely going to want to check that out. Um, but first, there's some things that I like that I want to talk about. Number one is the Titans. Titans win against the Jags. And not perfect or that pretty, but a three-score win over a division opponent, even the Jags, is a solid win in the NFL. And I've been giving you guys some great suggestions. Last week I said Titans only a four-point favorite, hammer that, and it was a major hit. Normally I'd want to give you guys some thoughts on the Titans line this week, uh, right now, but it's an absolute stay away. They are five-and-a-half-point home underdogs against the team many think is the best in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. And I can see both sides of this line. Okay, so number one, the Bills just won a primetime game against the Chiefs in impressive fashion. So this could be a letdown performance. You know, they're coming off that high, beating the team many thought was the best team in the NFL. Now people are saying they're the best team in the NFL. It was primetime. You know, you, you kind of start to let your guard down against titans team that's only three and two so i could definitely see how someone would think you know maybe the titans might get him here but number two the titans crushed the bills last year and i don't i don't see that happening again i don't think the bills are gonna want that to happen they'll be ready and as of now, the Bills are just a better team straight up than the Titans. And I don't know how much home field advantage comes into play because there's going to be a ton of Bills fans there. The Bills fans are everywhere. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous, the Bills fans. So, anyways, it's Bills week. I I think that the Titans-Bills line is a stay away right now. I think it's placed perfectly at Bills uh, minus 5.5. I will not be touching that line. Uh, Hopefully the Titans are starting slow and peaking late this year, but only time will tell. The offensive line is nowhere close to where it needs to be and the weekly injury report has way too many players on. I mean that thing is almost multiple pages long. It's insane, but I did want to go ahead and give you guys a few picks that you might want to think about putting on your card this week. Once again, I'll, let me just say this if if this is something that you know I, I, you're concerned about with me I, I mean I'm betting like like spare change on this so nobody nobody freak out everything's cool you know I'm not going to broke. I don't even have like you know I don't have real money to be thrown around at this at all. so here we go. I got a money line parlay for you this week. Chiefs to win Raiders to win. Seahawks to win. Chiefs are playing at Washington. Raiders at Broncos. Now, this is this is probably the trickiest one of the week because, as we know, the whole John Gruden thing happened, and that's a huge mess. And John Gruden's, uh, you know, said some really terrible things. And, you know, he's been uh, relieved of his duties. I think, technically, they allowed him to resign, which they probably just should have fired him. But that new head coach seems like a really the interim guy, special teams coach. He has this really emotional press conference this week. If he gets emotional pregame, the players all rally together around this guy. Maybe they come out and win. It, it could be one of those you know bounce back types of weeks. Like when Romeo took over took over for the Texans last year. And, oh, all of a sudden they win a game, you know, that, that we didn't expect. So I'm taking the Raiders' money line in this parlay. It's plus 150, so it's throwing it in there. And then also the Seahawks go into the Steelers, all right? I know that this is a classic West Coast going to East Coast could be trouble type of matchup, but, and the Steelers have been playing well. That's fair. But this is a, the Seahawks need this game. So, I'm taking the Seahawks over the Steelers in that one. So, uh, Moneyline Parlay Chiefs, Raiders, Seahawks. And then, I got a couple other for you. I'm going overs. Okay, Packers, Bears, over 44. Cardinals, Browns, over 49 points. And Seahawks, Steelers, over 42 points. So just basic. That, you know, that's that's luck. I mean, that's, that's luck. I don't have a ton of thoughts on that. And then... I got two teams uh, going going over, two favorites in a parlay that are going to be going over um, their, their projected win uh, margin this week. Packers are four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Bears in Chicago, so I'm taking them over that. I'm kind of disregarding home field advantage. This might be a terrible idea, but it's what I'm doing. And then I got the Cowboys who are three-and-a-half points favorites in New England against the Patriots this week. And the Patriots need this game, but I just think the Cowboys are a much better team. So I'm taking the Cowboys. So the Packers, Cowboys, that's one parlay. Got the over parlay, and I've got the Chiefs, Raiders, and Seahawks in a Moneyline parlay. That's what I'm doing this week. Do it. Don't do it. Either way, uh, it's all for fun, you know, nobody's, I'm not making money, I'm not really losing money doing this, this is just a good time. So, anyways, that's all I've got for you on that. In other news, Madeline and I, Madeline is my wife, for those of you who don't know, we've been binging a new show this week that has been on Hulu, and we've, we've seen trailers for it all the time, and this week we finally decided to watch it and we watched all of the available episodes in like basically one night except for i think there was like one or two episodes that we hadn't watched they're all like half hour episodes so this is a super easy show to get caught up on and i'm pretty sure the season finale is next week they'll be releasing it and so the show is only murders in the building on hulu steve martin martin short and selena gomez it's this uh, comedic drama what's that called uh a dramedy um so it's just it's very funny it's sort of like a serious sleuth show it's about these three people who are doing a podcast so that kind of relates to me i'm not going to spoil anything else that happens uh it's a really really great show i'm really enjoying it um And I would say, if you've got some time and you don't know what to watch this week, check out Only Murders in the Building. It's a fun one. Um, And, yeah, that said, uh, thank you, Joel, for producing the next portion of our podcast. Uh, We're recapping episode 4 of Survivor 41. Uh, It was an awesome episode. Really, really fun. And I should just say, spoilers, if you haven't watched the episode or you plan to ever... You just probably shouldn't listen to this podcast. Um, We drafted players at the end that we think could win. So it's fun. It's fun. So um, go ahead. Keep listening. I love you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means the world to me. Um, I really, really appreciate the support. You guys are awesome. Have a great week. Talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is the second edition of my and my brother's podcast. I am Joel Klinger. I am joined by my brother Michael Klinger for the, for this episode of Torched um, tonight. And one guy got torched.
0: Spoilers! And maybe you saw it coming, and maybe you didn't. There's going to be spoilers. Don't listen if you haven't watched episode four of Survivor Forty One. Okay, yeah. now that that's done, go ahead.
1: So JD went home, um, and and it was a pretty great episode. I thought it it was like it was very overall. The only people that weren't really touched on a ton were the Yase tribe because nothing really happened with them. But we finally got to see more Luvu, and I have been begging, I've been begging to see more Luvu. But of course. The episode started and ended with the Ua tribe. First comeback, I mean, Jeannie's pissed, right? I mean, she's absolutely furious. She's like, you told me, like, blah, blah, blah. And then Shan's like, no. I thought it was was a really interesting play by Shan. She was like, um, like, no, because I was his number one. He told me this, and he didn't tell you this. Is that the right play there?
0: I thought that Jeannie... I was confused because I thought he did tell Jeannie about both of his advantages. No, he just told her about
1: the the one. The either one the, he found in front of her? Yes. Okay. So, like, Jeannie thought, because Jeannie even said, like, I'm, I'm glad, that you know, if I didn't find it, I'm glad that my number one did. So, mm. like, she thought that that relationship was there, and Shan, like, you know, Jeannie's already pissed, and Shan was like, that relationship was not there. I was better than you, and I, I like I don't you know I thought that was really interesting coming off that tribal, just like to get in the face of the girl that you just betrayed. Like what I and you know I thought that was pretty bold of Shan right there.
0: I think, I think that was a bad gameplay by Shan, and I think it was just one of those things like you're tired and hungry, and someone comes back and gets mad at you, and it's like you just had to vote out someone that you genuinely like. And yeah. you're already having a bad night. And then it's just like, I'm tired of this. I'm just going to yeah. say what's on my mind. And I think, I didn't think it was a great gameplay by Shan, but like, I guess I understood where you're coming from. It's like, I don't know. I feel like a, she probably is watching this thinking, uh, I don't look great in that scene, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, also like, JD's sitting right there and she just made JD feel so bad about keeping his like steal a vote from him like yeah he she made him feel so bad about that and like I could totally see JD's side of you like you know she had a secret but like technically wasn't her secret but still if you're aligned with someone you want to know what they know that you're on the same page because if you're not on the same page then it sounds like you're about to ditch them so I felt like this whole episode, I'm like trying to get in J.D.'s brain. I'm like everything he's thinking right now is making a ton of sense. And like if if I felt like I had this brother sister relationship like I did with Shan, like I would be pissed as well. Like you're a freaking pastor and you're going to make me feel bad and then you're also just going to, you know, only reveal information when it's useful to you. That, you know, that that doesn't sit right, you know? Like I I would be pretty pretty frustrated as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that J.D. was trying to point out to Shan that what she was doing was hypocritical. And at the same time, I think, like, he also respected it that, like, she played him to the point of she guilted him into him giving her his advantage to, quote, unquote, hold, which is not a thing. That's yeah. not a thing. If you transfer an advantage to someone, it is now in their possession. It is theirs, and they can or cannot give it back to you based on what they want to do. And I think, like, J.D. was like, man, Shan played me. I think J.D. was... J.D. ran into a player that was on another plane with Shan. Yeah. And J.D., yeah. JD. I feel for the guy in a way because... Although episode one it kind of looked like he was gonna be one of the season's main characters right and he's just he's, not gonna be one of the season's main characters right he's the fifth one voted out.
1: I mean this UA tribe you know ever since the first episode they've been a centerpiece um, just because they've gone to tribal so much and Shan is just dominating not because she has like strong alliances but because she's feels she's aligned with like literally everyone. And yeah. she's been able to, it's like everyone that's gone home has been like, I feel the tightest with Shan. Yeah. And it's she, They've all gone home.
0: It's very like Tommy uh, from Island of the Idols or Kim Spradlin from One World of everyone thinks she's their number one. Right. And yeah. they should stop thinking that.
1: They should yeah. vote her out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Ricard has got to be sitting there, like, okay, I think I'm in with Shan, but like, dang, you know, like, I, I feel like either Ricard's Ricard's in a dangerous spot, but he's in a he's in a pretty good spot because you you kind of can go into it and be like, yeah, Shan was like going off like everybody, like you don't need you don't know Shan will win this game if we don't beat her out now, um, and and yeah, it's 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 very interesting because now that tribes down to three people. And uh,
0: yeah, so... I I also think that Ricard thinks he's the person running the game. So like on TV, the way it's edited, we can clearly see, or what they're showing us is that Shan's running the game. But I think on day 10 or whatever it is in the game, Ricard thinks that he's in the winner spot right now. Yeah. I think in his mind, he's like, yeah, me and Shan are running the game, but I'm calling the shots. And I think that Shan's probably making him feel like he's running the shots or calling the shots. And the edit is is giving us more a much more heavy Shan um, vibe.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing for Shan. I don't know. I feel like this early in the game to get this much of an edit, I don't know if that's a winning edit or not. I mean, you think of like game changers, like Lucina was like barely mentioned for the first like seven episodes, and then it was like boom, power position. She's just you know gliding right along, and then she wins. You know, like I, in terms of a winning edit, I don't know. Everybody's saying like Shan's getting like they're making her look so good. It's like okay, maybe they're looking her look good, but like not for the reason that we think they're making her look good. So I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely interesting because we don't we don't know what's going on. I mean, Genie was like so she's like, I'm playing my shot in the dark, like, you know, all this stuff. But like, maybe she already made the pact with Ricard and Shan to just stick with them. Because if I'm JD or if I'm Jeannie and I really feel that way about the other two players, I'm like, okay, well, we have an extra vote. We are two people just like they are two people. Why would we not like do something if you're really that upset about it? then like, why are you just saying, oh, I'm going to throw my shot in the dark just to like make JD nervous? Like, I, I don't really know the gameplay side. I mean, maybe Jeannie's just not like fully thought through all of these things because she was just like, nah, Brad's gone. I'm alone. And it's like, are you kidding me? This is a four-person tribe in which you're very much not on the bottom. Like, I was just I was just really confused by Jeannie's thought process and if, if we even see the whole
0: picture. Well, I'm sure we definitely don't see the whole picture. I was I, I, about, as soon as they lost the immunity challenge, I was like, Genie has to play your shot in the dark. Really? What I didn't realize was that if you play your shot in the dark, you don't get a vote. Yeah. I had I had forgotten that. Yeah. And I want to see someone play it so badly just to see what happened. happen. And the thing that I was thinking after the votes were read, I was like, is Jeannie A incredibly lucky or is she B really savvy? Because if you bluff playing your shot in the dark, you are de-incentivizing Shan and Ricard voting for you. Yeah. Because there's a one in six chance. Right one of them's going home, you know? Yeah.
1: That just makes every, that's it's basically like saying that I have a an immunity idol. Yeah. And like everybody just kind of has to like freak out and say, okay, well, what if, what if she does? Like, what are we going to do? And, and I mean, yeah, I mean, you saw that with both sides. Like JD was freaking out. Shan and and Ricard were freaking out. Like, does JD stay if, you know, that's, not a thing like I don't know I mean that may have played like a larger role and maybe they played it up to be that because they're trying to make it new survivor but like also I mean it kind of it logically it makes sense because you know Shannon Ricardo were like well maybe we need to do take, take care of this small little
0: variable but it's like one in six you know that's <laughs> like, s- yeah at some point in this season and every season that they do this moving forward it's going to get to a point where you're going to have to vote for somebody fully knowing that they're going to play it and that's just life. And like, it's making it where you have to blindside people, number one. But number two, like, I don't know, would you rather mitigate risk now on the front end of the game or at the end? Right. Because letting Jeannie stay with a shot, keep her shot in the dark by not forcing her hand to play it by voting for her allows her to keep that. You know, if they have to go to tribal council again, she's for sure gonna play it. Yeah. And then there's absolutely a one in six chance one of them's going home, whoever Jeannie so chooses. So it just adds a whole nother layer to strategy that I haven't really been able to like wrap my head around yet. And it watching it tonight, I was like, I don't know if Jeannie's really good. Or if I don't know if they thought she was going to play it and she didn't. I don't know if she convinced them to vote for JD because he's sneaky. I don't know what happened because I was yeah. going into Tribal Council. I was like, she's going to play her shot in the dark. Yeah, and we're finally totally going to see that it.
1: Conversation out. Yeah. yeah, they they just they didn't even like preface like, hey, this could happen. It was just like, you know, <laughs> like it, we're just going to say. We don't know. Uh, we look, We think Jeannie's going to go home. Maybe she plays her shot in the dark. And it's like, there was probably like 30 minutes of conversation that was crucial to the story there that we just like did not see. Well, you know,
0: I mean, we definitely saw Jeannie bluffing that she's going to play it. But at the time, I didn't know it was a bluff. I thought she was being yeah. dead serious. And she yeah. might have been being dead serious with JD and then realized JD's not voting with me. I have to just... Team up with Ricard and Shan and convince them to vote JD. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, we'll we'll probably we'll circle back to to Uwa towards towards the end. But uh, you know, I got we got to talk about Luvu. Okay, we saw the preview from last week, and uh, Sydney did not look good. Of course, it was just a big fat lie. I mean, huge like, fake out. Classic producing um but uh erica i mean like she was just like coming out strong and this always happens this always happens a tribe wins they don't go to tribal and then people just get nervous like they're not playing the game it happened with the seer in like the first episode and now it's happening with erica and you have to be a hundred percent sure that your allies are with you at that moment this can't be like a Hey, like, I like you. I think we could work together. This has to be like, we are bonded. We are with each other. We are not with these people. And Erica just made a bad read. Dude,
0: it was so. It was not. Honestly, basically everything that happened at Luvu in this episode was bad gameplay, besides Nasir in the challenge. <laughs> everything that happened was stupid. Like,
1: but Deshaun, Deshaun, what Deshaun did was smart, right? His what? response to Erica,
0: his response and ta- and to telling
1: Sydney and
0: Danny. I don't, I wouldn't have told him. Wow. It doesn't wow. matter if you don't go to tribal council,
1: man, just keep, I would both- hate to have you as an ally, man. Like I if somebody puts my, says my name or wants to go after my allies, like I want you to tell me. But like, the thing
0: is, they don't need to worry about going to tribal council. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, if you're if I'm Deshawn in that situation, it's like, oh, yeah, totally. That's what I'm going to say to Erica. And then, like, if anybody straight up asks me, yo, like, what's Erica been talking to you about? Then I would tell them. But I'm not just going to, like, immediately go to Sydney and be like, Hey, Eric is trying to get you out, or whatever. Well, what
1: somebody. What if your allies like? Hey, like things are weird. Like I'm kind of catching weird vibes. Like, what? Have you heard anything? Like, has anybody like talked to you? Like, what would you say then?
0: Yeah, but but like, it was straight up Deshawn. Like, open. Like, just went to Sydney to tell her that. You know. Yeah. Like whereas like if if sharp. I'm Deshawn in that situation like I'm just gonna like be like yeah whatever like. Erica was pl- is playing stupid. Like, why? Why are you doing that? You're just yeah. causing dissension in a tribe that doesn't need it. Yeah, Deshawn, like, Deshawn is at least like, I-, I can see why he would play it the way that he did. It's not how I would play it, but I can understand that. Yeah, but throwing the challenge is so stupid.
1: Well, especially because there's no merch. Like, there's no, there's no like. I think they're all counting on a tribe swap or a merge so soon. And, you know, it's not going to happen next week. It could happen at 12. If it happens at 11 and they still have all six, I mean, that's, you know, like, that's perfect for you.
0: Yeah. Well, especially if I'm Deshaun, because I have Erica who thinks I'm her number one, and I've got Danny and Sydney who are my real number ones.
1: And Nasir seems like he understands the game. He would be fine. And Heather's just an easy vote. Yeah. Like.
0: Nasir wants to play with me all the way to the end of the game. So why. Like, I just didn't understand it. And, like, throwing the challenge is almost always a bad idea, number one. Number two, I am glad that they weren't, like, so committed to throwing the challenge that they, like, blatantly through it like I actually (laughs) thought they were doing a good job of like being nonchalant but JD is so bad at challenges I have never laughed so hard at a challenge before I
1: mean you got these you got these two guys a professional athlete a professional athlete you got Deshaun strong athletic guy There, he's retying knots and then Nasir just goes beast mode? Like, I, you know you screwed up organizing the tribes. When the two strongest players on a tribe in a four-person team try, try well, to fail,
0: and they don't. Nasir is, if not the strongest challenge player on the tribe, he's the second. He's a stronger challenge player than Deshaun, at least. Man, I don't know. I guess it depends. But he's like, a workhorse.
1: This, he's really good. And I feel like maybe casting was like, ah, oh, it's like this chubby guy. He's not going to be super great. And no, I mean, you're like, I feel like you don't know till you're out there, I guess 100%. But I mean, even just looking at those teams, I was like, why does the professional athlete also have athletic people around him? That makes no sense. Like, that makes no sense. While Xander's over here, just like trucking it with a 50 year old and some like short 35 year old dude and like three girls that none of them are really athletic. Like what what are we doing here? Like I like I I just I just can't believe what a misstep that was like casting on casting's part and separating the tribes. Cause like literally they tried, they tried to fail. They tried to fail and they couldn't do it. I mean, oh my gosh. Like uh, but there is one member of LuVu that is is, is uh not athletic. And uh, we saw another Saree moment with Heather. And as Jeff's just going to do this every episode, like if someone's bad at challenges, where it's going to be like, come on, you got it. It's all about persevering. You can do it. And it's like, okay, I'm here to watch Survivor. Like if I wanted like, you know, a self-motivation video, like I would go watch one. Like this is a freaking Survivor. You know, like, I like this is getting ridiculous. If this happens every episode when just someone is unable to complete a challenge, and instead of saying, they're falling way behind, total collapse by blah blah, and he's saying, like, come on, you can do it, your group loves you. It's like, are, okay, this was a reward challenge, and they've won, like, all the time, so they didn't really need it, but, like, it's not all about
0: trying and Survivor. You gotta win. yeah. I um I was telling Madeline we were watching it. I was just I was like if I was on the show like I understand why the other players publicly at the challenge are all like yeah, you got to keep going and all that stuff. But are you telling me that there wasn't anybody who in a confessional just to the producers was like that was a bunch of BS. Heather's terrible at <laughs> challenges. And we just can't, like, she literally cannot do anything in challenges. Thank goodness she can sit out all the immunity. Like, yeah. you need that character on the cast who's like well, Tyson or somebody who's going to be like, that was a disgraceful challenge performance. I understand she's an old woman, but if you are if you can't do that, then maybe you shouldn't be on the show. You should be on My
1: Tribe. I mean, like, like I feel like the, the, there, it, in today's society, we are all about welcoming people, which is great. I love welcoming people. I love loving people. But also, like, I feel like in this game, we're getting to the point where it's like, okay, just because you tried, that means you did it. And it's like, no, it does not. <laughs> like, it does not. I would not want Heather on my tribe, not from anything personal, but if she can't do the challenge, she can't do the challenge. Plain and simple. I mean, I would be really frustrated. I would be. But you know who wasn't frustrated? Danny. I love Danny, man. I'm, I am, I am pushing my chips in. I am all in on Danny. Now I probably won't win because he's already like you know, professional football player. But like, I love Danny like a lot, and I, I feel like Danny's a bro. And if I if I was on Survivor and I was in Danny's tribe, I would feel better about myself. So, big Danny stand over here.
0: Well, I think um, Heather's performance shows that the tribe isn't that stacked, but because they're able to sit her out, because they won initially, things are working out for them. Whereas if they were having to run her in challenges, Yeah. It would be bad. I mean, she's making Tiffany look like an all-star out there. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I mean, I like Danny. Uh, uh, he's he's been much better than I expected. Um, he's giving NFL former NFL players a better name on Survivor um, than some of like Alan Ball from Survivor Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers. He was voted out either first or second on his tribe. Yeah. So I mean, I I've been um, mildly impressed with Danny. I I do think that like the whole Luvu thing tonight was ridiculous. And <laughs> Erica's bad at Survivor, he, but the thing is, everyone on this season thinks they're good at Survivor because yeah. they're all fans. Yeah. And the truth is that just because you've seen the show a lot does not make you good at Survivor, and that's what we're seeing with people like Erica.
1: Yeah, I feel like now Survivor's changing. I feel like every season is different. You can't like repeat like a like a certain move. It's kind of like you're not playing Survivor; you're playing the other people. Right? Like if you if you play the other people well, you'll do well. But you can have, you can know all the survivor research, you can have all the strategic moves down, but if you have no social gameplay, then you're toast. That's, that's literally, if you can't read people and learn how to manipulate people, you're done. You're done. And um, yeah, I mean, we're learning that with, with certain people that are very good at manipulating people, and uh, we are learning that some people aren't very self-aware, which is not great um I mean so here's the thing I had this thought while we're doing this could we do a draft of like who who we think could win
0: if you want to
1: I would love that okay because there are 13 people we could each get six and then Heather will just like not be at it because I, I have a feeling that she would be at the bottom um so yeah um this this season's weird cuz like there are no villains I feel like that's probably on purpose I mean if someone did say like this 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 uh in their testimonial they did say like oh heather like I could totally see Sydney saying like yeah she just could she couldn't do anything like she's not she's not worth anything like she was Sydney was also super cocky in her testimonial she was like yeah they're coming after me she was like, you want to beat me i'm pretty i'm dry, i'm uh, athletic i'm uh... it's like okay sydney so just like can we pump the brakes a bit <laughs> i hope um, she's
0: not like that in real life i hope that's a <laughs> character she's playing cuz if if the, if you meet a real person that actually thinks like that that's not bad that's dude. not a good look yeah
1: um and maybe she just had to say that to just pump herself up but still um yeah so I'll I'll even give you the first pick of of this draft where I feel like we know a lot more about all the casts that are left, especially after this episode. So, with the first pick in this draft of the Torched podcast, Michael Klinger takes
0: uh, Shan. Shan, wow,
1: shocker! Why Shan?
0: Because she's getting the best edit so far. I don't like do the deep dive into edits, but Shan's being presented as a very likable player and it could be true. She, she might just be like the big character from the season who doesn't end up winning, which is just as likely as her winning, you know, right. like a uh, Christian Hubiki or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, she has the, like I said, like we've already talked about on this episode, everyone thinks that Shan's their number one. Which is generally a great sign. So Shan's my number one too.
1: Yeah, but also like, you know, I was listening to the Rob has a podcast after after the show tonight. And, you know, Steven was like, this is all happening before the merge. Like, nothing matters before the merge when it comes to Final Tribal. Like, it is good to see it because now we know that Shan could be this type of player when it comes to the merge. But just because you've done all this before before the merge doesn't mean that everyone's going to know they're going to be like, "Oh, you voted off Sarah?" I have no idea who that is. Like, who cares, <laughs> you know?
0: Um, so yeah, but I we're would, voting was, we're we're drafting this on what we have in front what right. we've watched. We're not drafting this yeah. on what happens after the merge. That's true. That's true.
1: Um so I guess uh I'm stuck in between two people. But I think I'm going to go with the other side of that coin and take Ricard. Okay. Because in, in the Island of the Idols, there were two people that were the most successful in that game. There was Tommy and there was Lauren and people identified Lauren as the bigger threat in the game to win. They didn't identify Tommy so if Ricard can sit back and kind of be have Shan as the shield that is just like looking out for him and taking him where he wants to go then he can ride that a long way. You know, especially if the numbers do work out come merge and the two smaller tribes can team up and you know get everybody else out. So I'm going to take Ricard as that as that sidekick to to Champ uh Arc. That's the, that's the kind of character arc I'm going with right now.
0: Okay. So I take Ricard. So is it my turn again? It is, yes. Um, I'm going to take... Evie. Good pick. Good pick. Solid. Solid. Why Evie? Uh, she's calling the shots on her tribe. She's not getting the same, like... Um... She's not, I don't think she's playing it as, she's playing it more understated than Shan is playing it. Yeah. Where Shan is more like dictating everything that happens. Evie's more of every player's confidant on the tribe. Like Xander, Tiffany, and Liana all like Evie more than everyone else on their tribe. Right. So it's a good place for her to go.
1: Like it's not like there there are secret relations relationships going on with Evie. It's like it's all on the table. I'm in a good spot. You're not. Right. Like I, you know, that's that's a great place to be. Um my second pick, I'm gonna go Deshaun. I, I, I like I'm I'm all about a Danny Deshaun Sydney Final Three. If they can make that happen, that would be awesome. And uh like Deshaun just seems like he understands the game, like he understands people, like he' He's a good listener. Like he listened to Erica. He was like, yeah, mm, that would be a big move. Ooh, let me think about it. Okay. And, you know, he has no intention of actually following through with that. So, I mean, I'm going to go with Deshaun just because I just think solid, solid guy.
0: Solid guy in a good spot in the game. All right. Um. I am gonna take. Um, Are are we are we picking these based on who's gonna who thinks gonna win? Yes, I'm gonna take Tiffany. Whoa, why? Tiffany balled out of the challenge today.
1: <laughs> um, she, she was so she was like, I mean, we won, but like, did
0: you see me? I was
1: like, know, I was like, there's plenty. Come
0: on now, there's plenty of time for Tiffany. To navigate the game better than she has so far. And she's been a central character who's had missteps, but she's survived to this point. And she's not going home next, barring a, you know, barring Xander, getting a vote back, or playing an idol or something. Yeah. And she's not going to be targeted at the merge. Tiffany might have better odds than anyone to sit at final three right now. So I'll take man. that. I'll take Tiffany on my team. Man, I really hope not. I Get ready. Man.
1: Oh, man. Uh, it's just, oh, man, she was so cocky after the challenge too. She was like, I won that. I'm like, Tiffany, where have you been? Like, uh, Come on. Come on now. Come on now. Get with the program. Um my third pick I'll go with Nasir. Boom, I'm going with Nasir. Okay, look. I feel like if anybody's going to flip on that Luvu tribe, I think it's going to be Nasir. It's
0: going to be Erica.
1: No, I don't think so because I think Erica's kind of with Deshaun. She trusts Deshaun because Deshaun's got her, but I think the person that would flip is Nasir. He even said like I after he told Sydney and has been noticing things, he's like, "I am, I am on the outs right now. I am worried, and uh, I honestly think that uh, he he understands the game. He just needs to work on like people, and maybe he's realized, okay, maybe I need to chill for a second on the gameplay part of it right now, and then move. But I mean, he's a challenge beast, right? And he understands the game." Those are two things that get you far, and I think he's a dark horse right now. He could get voted out next week, but honestly, if we're picking for people to win, I think Nasir's got a great story, and I think he could totally do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Nasir will get targeted at like eight. But he's obviously a great fire starter, and if Mm -hmm. he wins two challenges in a row and makes fire, there he is in the final tribal council. So, yeah. you know, it, it's possible. It's possible. Crazier things have happened on Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with it. I'm with Nasir. Um, I'm going to take... this. Nas- oh, uh, wait, no, you just took Nasir. I'm going to take... Hmm... You know what? I'll take uh, I'll take Xander. Wow. Another guy that could get voted out next time, but yeah. I don't think he he'll get voted out next time. Tell me why. Um, at this point, I don't think we're going to be picking anybody who's going to win the game. But I think Xander is incredibly likable, and I think he's going to make the merge still. And he'll be a target once they make the merge. But if if um, Yasa is not in the numbers, they're not going to be the initial targets. Danny mm-hmm. and Deshaun and Nasir and Tiffany, or not Tiffany, Sydney will be the targets if um, Luvu goes to the merge with numbers. So I'm taking Xander. I think he has. he still has a chance. He's still in it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was actually about to take Xander if you didn't take him. Um, there are still good names. You said I, I don't think we're picking winners. I mean, there are still a couple people in here that I would, I totally, I could totally see winning. And I'm gonna take my girl. I'm gonna take Sydney because, man, like I just, I think, I just, I just think she's got it. I just think she's got it. She's a, she's a strong competitor. Uh, she understands the game. She understands what to do with her allies she has strong alliances with two really strong guys that could be shields for her later in the game i am pro sydney right now i i feel like i feel like sydney could go all the way so i'm gonna take sydney with my fourth pick. There's only five players left so yeah i mean but like i mean this is pretty deep i i didn't i don't feel like i could like i just watched survivor china like a couple months ago and the whole time i was like todd's gonna win you know it was either gonna be todd or uh Oh, what's her face? Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. And it was like, that's so clear from the get go. But like this is this is a deep, this is a deep cast. Like all very very variable, a lot of con- confounding variables. So um yeah. But I'm gonna take I took uh Cindy. So who do you got next?
0: All right. I'm uh torn between two people, but I am going to take Jeannie okay I took yeah G- I had genie in my you, power rankings last week I I I'm like give s- me the- I'm like 70% sure Jeannie pulled off like a master class in survivor tonight and yeah I,
1: and they just never showed any of
0: it like the way that like she was logic- able to bluff the shot in the dark and keep yeah. hers and yeah. get JD out. Yeah. I was really impressed by that and I don't think she's gonna get she didn't I don't think she got credit for that in the edit, which that's what I'm saying. I don't think anyone we're picking now is gonna win. Like Wow But I think Jeannie I I way underestimated her and I was really impressed with what she did tonight. Wow. I mean see that's the thing, we don't know because
1: Jeannie kind of looked like a paranoid you know, person throughout the show tonight, you know, from the, from the beginning to the end and they painted Shan as this puppet master. And that may be true, but also it may not be true. Jeannie may just be smarter than they're letting on, Um, which I think is interesting. So, okay, cool. Jeannie. Then I'll take, I'll take like a girl that could totally win. I can't believe you're saying, I don't think we're going to pick winners, dude. Okay. Like, okay. Let me ask you this. How many, if if I were to give you like three options, you could make three picks and then give me the field, would you take that right now? Yes. Like if I gave you if I gave you Shan, Evie, and Ricard, like
0: would you take that right now? I don't think Ricard's gonna win. Um I would I think I think outside of Shan, Evie, Ricard, Tiffany, and Deshaun, that's who okay, so you're going. That's who's got that's a chance. Five. Okay.
1: That's five. Okay. Interesting.
0: Like I that's could so, see someone so like this or we're Danny only four winning. Episodes
1: in. Like Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna take Liana because she's been on every vote with Evie. And I think she will continue to be that. And Evie could go home, and I'm taking the same kind of arc that I am with Ricard. And Liana has pissed no one off, and she seems like she's not going to piss anybody off. And she seems like a strong competitor. So I'm going to take Liana. Fifth, so, this, Michael, this is your last pick. Well, Okay, there are three players left, aren't there?
0: For someone who said that they were riding the Danny train, you didn't pick him. So I'm taking okay, Danny. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good value pick right there. Like,
0: you know, my thing
1: with Danny, I think the odds are pretty good that he makes final three. The odds that he wins are incredibly low. Because
0: what? If
1: Danny makes final three, he's going to win. I don't think so. Because
0: he's a professional
1: athlete. He's already rich.
0: He's not that rich. Okay. he was He, he wasn't money. much of a professional he has, athlete.
1: He has more money than other people. You know, people didn't vote for Russell Hans because of two reasons. One, he was a total
0: butthole. Two, he was like rich. No, they didn't vote for him because he's a terrible person. Period. Okay, well,
1: you know, maybe, maybe. But like, I would love to see Danny win Survivor. I would love that. Of all people, I think I think that would be the 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 physical threat that we need to win Survivor. That's a genuinely nice guy. I haven't seen a ton of gameplay from him, Um, so that's still a question mark for me, but I would love to see Danny win Survivor. That would be great. I just think the odds of him winning are so low because everyone knows that he has made money in the past, and I I just think that they wouldn't vote for him.
0: I mean, he probably made as much money playing for LSU as he did for playing for the Cowboys. (laughs) So,
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so that leaves me with the last pick, and uh, since it's either her or Heather, I'm going to go with Erica because maybe I don't know. No, nope. took a misstep. Maybe she comes back. I think there's there's I was, well. I think Danny has extremely low odds of winning. I think Heather has no odds of winning. Like she, there's no way. So like, I'm going to go with Heather with Erica because I don't think her play was super bad. She was just unaware that the other relationships had already formed. And you know, that happens on survivor. So,
0: well, yeah. And the thing is the other relationships had formed, but like she should have continued to just play like the team player card. And like worked herself into relationships better with these people instead of trying to like draw lines in the sand yeah. for no reason. Yeah, it seems like like when she was saying,
1: I've played this like nice girl for for this long now, and people don't think I'm thinking, I look back, I'm like, has anyone ever won with that attitude? Like, I don't think I've ever heard a person say those words in a testimonial and them actually win. You know, like I've I don't I don't think I've ever heard that. You know, you think of all of the women that have one survivor, I don't think any of them have ever said that. You know, Sandra said, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to stay alive. Well, she did some crazy stuff. You know, you think of Michelle. Michelle, like, didn't super piss anybody off, but she was just like, Yeah, I'm just here, I'm gonna get to know people and like whatever. And and you know, like I feel like people that say like well people only perceive me as not a threat it's like maybe it's because you're not a threat you know have you ever thought of that
0: well i think what she's saying is paradoxical because she's saying people think i'm not playing but i am and it's like you haven't even been to tribal council and you're trying to devout you haven't even lost an immunity challenge and you're trying to devise a plan to get someone out I don't think anyone thinks you're not thinking about things, especially now you're on an Island
1: for days for a week already. You don't think that people are like saying that, okay, everyone here is thinking about like how they can get to day 39 or day 20, whatever it is this time. And it's like, maybe, maybe you think they're the ones not thinking, but maybe it's just you. Maybe it's just you, you know? Um, but that, all that said, she still has a better chance of winning than Heather, in my opinion.
0: For sure, I mean,
1: yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, JD went home, and we'll see. It, it, we talked. We talked last week about what they, what the producers showed us, and that City would freak out, and that was a total lie. But they didn't show us a ton this week. It was like Tiffany saying that Xander has to be gone, which I mean, we already knew. Right. Genie finding a beware advantage which makes sense. Um, but I hope Xander gets his vote back, man. <laughs> I hope I hope that means Xander gets his vote back. I doubt it. I really He's do. He's not
0: getting it back. I mean, it would be it's highly unlikely he gets that back next episode. Like that's unreal. When does he get it back again? At the merge? or until oh, someone says those other phrases. Oh man. Yeah. Well, that's lame.
1: But in my like in my opinion, if you're Evie right now, who are you keeping? Tiffany or Xander?
0: Um I don't know. I don't know because which of them I'd keep because Xander's a good meat shield. He's a good yeah. target. He's going to be targeted in front of you. Tiffany's yeah. not going to be targeted in front of Evie post-merge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Xander's also shown the ability to actually play the game. I and mean, he hasn't, he's, hasn't done anything he said he wasn't going to do. I feel like Xander is an ally that I'd want in the game, especially if he doesn't have a vote until the merge, because if they just mer- merge at 12, then it's like, perfect. I get this guy who I kept around who feels loyal to me. He gets his vote back. Great. Love it. Tiffany is like... Crazy all the time. Not crazy all the time. She's she's unpredictable. And Xander is predictable. We know we know Xander, we've seen Xander. It's fine. You know, Tiffany kind of driving Liana crazy. You want to work with Liana? It makes no sense for me to for Evi to keep Tiffany over Xander at this point. So anyway, that's just my Xander spiel. But uh anything else you want to add before we uh wrap up, my brother? I
0: don't think so. I just, I just, I think just to give JD's story some closure, I don't know why CBS made him out to be such a big character on the season other than <laughs> they love him and think he's going to come back and play again. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see JD come back and play again. Um, that's one thing I think that they are doing better this season than I have seen is that they are giving – they are they are showing a lot more people's personalities. Yes. And the way that they're doing that is through a lot of these, like, advantages and stuff like that. And people may hate those. But getting to see, like, a Brad – in those types of situations, acting super goofy was awesome. Um, that's been a huge, that was a huge part of JD's story and a mm-hmm. huge reason that he got the screen time that he did, but we also got to see his personality through that. I would not be surprised to see JD play survivor again. Um, so yeah, that's all I have to say. I personally didn't like JD that much. Um, yeah I mean he, I'm sure love, he's a fine he a, person.
1: I just like he was a, he was a love-hate character. Like on Twitter like everybody was either like what or everybody was like "They guess Like like I, he was
0: such a polarizing figure this season. Like why? I mean, he's just someone that's like super overestimating his abilities in every way. Like continually putting himself in the hero spot and challenges coming up short. Okay, um, question, though. Question, though. He's putting himself in the Hero
1: Challenges. Who is on his tribe? Ricard, Shan, Genie. Dude, Are it we was... Are really going to talk about... It was a, who, it was a ring toss, spot? Joel.
0: It was a ring toss. Any of them could have done that just as well as he did.
1: Yeah. I kind of like the confidence of, like, going up and doing it. Like, that reminds... Like, I don't know. I, I kind of like that. Like, JD, JD to me has flaws, sure. But also, like... I mean, I don't even know if what he did tonight was like the wrong move by giving Shan his extra vote. I mean, obviously it was in hindsight, but also like you just did this last tribal and it was fine. So if she's going to stop freaking out, do it again. Like I I feel I feel just, you know, like, okay about about JD. I don't think he's a bad survivor player. I don't think he's a good survivor player. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's a great guy. He's just JD. And I and I, I like that.
0: He would be a good survivor player if he turned it down about 50%. <laughs> like he was playing 50% way too much.
1: Yeah. 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 Once you prove yourself to be a wild card, it's kind of hard to pull back. Yeah. A little bit. Um, but yeah. So we'll leave it there. Um, Michael, thanks again for for coming on and doing this. This has been the Torched podcast with Joel Klinger and Michael Klinger. We are very much looking forward to next week and doing this all season long. Please, please, please come back and listen to us. This is a ton of fun to just sit across from my brother on Zoom and chat about a show that we love. So have a good night or a good day or whatever time you're hearing this. And uh, thank you so much. Have a good one.
0: See ya.